Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues and missions that impact both the missionary and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava. With me today is Stephen Madoff. Well, hello, Tony. Actually, it's been a while since we've been able to say that to each other, to greet one another mm-hmm. with our customary greeting. At least face-to-face. I know. Mm-hmm. It's been, uh, we've had a, just a long list of things that happened. You've been on the road. You've mm-hmm. been preaching missions conferences and mm-hmm. at different churches. And yeah. uh, we thought we had it all planned out so that we wouldn't end up missing any weeks that our podcast would continue going. But it's 2020. <laughs> and the best laid plans of mice and men, as they say, and they go awry mm-hmm. because... I ended up a victim of COVID. Yeah. So right, you're back with us, and we're glad for it. I know. Right (laughs) when we thought we had it all laid out, like you'd come back, we do our podcast, get it out the normal week, but we missed Mm -hmm. that. And boy, I mean, COVID obviously has changed everything this year. Yes, it has. (laughs) That's that's like the statement Mm -hmm. of the year, right there. You know, really, that's what we want to cover in our podcast. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just the how. Uh, COVID and the coronavirus have mis- have impacted particularly missions, specifically the area of how how it has impacted missionaries going to their fields. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people who have been either stuck overseas, afraid to come back to the United States because they're not sure if they would ever be able to go back into their country because of restrictions, or there are folks who are who are here in the states who can't go back to the field of service where they want to be at right. because mm-hmm. of the, the travel restrictions and things. Mm-hmm. And and it really is, you know, our theme is hitting up the topics, trends, and issues that impact missionaries and the churches that partner with them. And this is definitely something that has impacted both yeah. because now you have missionaries who have been stuck here in the United States for, what, nine months mm-hmm. to this point, mm-hmm. and they can't get back. And right. they don't know when they'll be able to get back mm-hmm. to the field. Yeah. So it's a very real issue. It is. It's a it's a it's a real issue and I imagine that there's not a person that surely not a person that listens to this podcast um probably not a person almost on planet earth you could imagine at this point that covid hasn't touched their life in some way. So something we can definitely identify with and um the question is and it comes up from supporting churches, it comes up from pastors, it comes up from missionaries what do these missionaries do when they're stuck in the United States? Some of them are in the opposite uh, kind of category as well. I just had a conversation with one of our, and, and it's really, it becomes a sad issue at that point. I just had a conversation with one of our far north missionaries who had a death in the family. And, you know, people are experiencing this as well. I can't even get back to a funeral for, for the family because they can't get across the border. In his case, his whole town is on lockdown. You, you can't come and go. Uh, but what do you do on the flip side of that, where the missionaries are here in the States, either they've here on furlough, or in the case of one of our far north missionaries, maybe even some Southeast Asia missionaries as well, they've been out on deputation, they've raised their support, they're ready to go, but the borders are closed, yep. and they're just in a holding pattern. But, you know, missionaries, um, this is, I think, a really important point that our our USA director makes very often. We think missionary work is about a place, but really missionary work is about people. Mm -hmm. And wherever people are, you can carry out missionary work. 
what do our missionaries who are stuck here in the United States do, and what's the plan? And we've had to think about that. Thankfully, there is a plan, and, and I think it's working. And and I think long-term, we're going to find out, especially for the missionaries who have raised their support and are ready to go, I think they're going to find out, wow, that was really a beneficial time where I was stuck in the States and had a little bit extra time to be involved in ministry on maybe a different level than they had prior to deputation. Yeah, and I think because of how this does touch everyone, that there's definitely an aspect of our podcast that will today that we'll be talking about the mission aspect. What mm-hmm. does that missionary do? But then also mm-hmm. there is the aspect, the second aspect of what does the pastor supporting those missionaries mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. Because he is supporting, or their church, I should say, is supporting a missionary that is here in the States. Mm-hmm. And... And as we will get into it, some of these missionaries are now involved in other ministries just to kind of fill time, and mm-hmm. we'll expound on that. And and some pastors, I've had some question me about that, like, hey, what's this guy doing here, and right. and things. And mm-hmm. so it's it, this is a unique time time right now for mm-hmm. missionaries. And so I won't, let's let's cover the top that part, the missionaries, and then we'll sure c- go into the second part about yeah. the church's response mm-hmm. for those missionaries. You know, you you mentioned uh, your guy who is stuck. He mm-hmm. can't get to the field. He's con- right. completed deputations, mm-hmm. ready to go. I have someone just like that. They were yeah. looking at leaving for the field uh, for the first time mm-hmm. in April, mm. but right when obviously most things shut down in mm-hmm. in March, and particularly in Southeast Asia, it was even happening in February because right. we had our first. My first trip was canceled in February in that region, mm-hmm. and so. Um, things were beginning to lock down a bit more, and this family just found themselves stuck, and they've been stuck. So they don't even know when they'll be able to get their paperwork, uh, visas processed, mm-hmm. which we thought mm-hmm. it was going to be something they could do, but mm-hmm. no one is processing immigration papers yeah. right now. And right. so it's like, sorry, there's literally nothing that yeah. we can tell them to do as yeah. far as getting overseas right now yeah. at this moment. Yeah. Well, it is a, it's an interesting time. It's unprecedented time. Our general director and uh, president says that often. Dr. Snyder, you often hear him say these are unprecedented times, and they surely are, especially as far as modern-day missions go. Um, another thing that kind of is in the mix with us in the far north is um, not only do we deal with uh, immigration, but we deal with a window of time where it is feasible because of the weather for missionaries to move to the area they're, they're going to. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't move to Greenland or northern Canada or Alaska in January, February, March, uh, December, <laughs> November. <laughs> you know, there is a, a literally, a, especially if you're looking at a place like Greenland, there is a very, very small window of time where it's really feasible to get in there, get your feet on the ground, do everything you got to do to get yourself established, get a house or a place to live and do all the paperwork. And, and uh, so you're not only dealing with the immigration aspect of that, but then also how does it line back up and how do we make everything line back up with that window that we have to get you in because of the, the climate that we deal with, the weather in the far north. So that's just another interesting thing that is happening. Yep. And um, But I do think that there are some really good plans and, and some of our missionaries have taken initiative on their own to do some things. And as a mission board, we've come up with, I think, uh, some really helpful things to keep people busy in ministry, not just 
kind of just spinning their wheels and just doing things. But I think, like I said, over time, it's going to help church planting and um, ministries here in the United States. And the stronger our churches here in the United States, the the greater our our workforce will become um, more missionaries called out of stronger churches and i believe that churches will come out of this stronger and we'll see more missions dollars come in the long term i really believe uh, that this is one of those times where we all know romans eight twenty eight, and we can wonder but i honestly think if we really just trust god for it we're going to see great things come out of this in the future and I think it, that our missionaries are going to benefit and our local churches here in the United States are benefit are going to benefit our missionary trying to get to uh, his field in the far north and actually was going to go to language school first. What he's going to do is he's going to go back to his sending church with the blessing of his pastor. Um, he's not going to draw a salary from the church, but he's going to come on and work full time in that church and uh, let his supporting churches know that as well and let him know that this is going to be a time of not only where he's going to be helping his sending church which i think is a really great opportunity Mm -hmm. but also he's going to gain some practical experience in a new light as a missionary's come back off uh, you know his finishing up deputation and i think he's going to come out stronger for it and and it's really going to benefit him long term in the ministry and it's going to benefit his local church because they have that extra help there dedicated for those that time. At my count, there's nine families that I have in, of my Southeast Asia, South Pacific mission families that are stuck in the United States. Mm. And so, of course, when we were realizing that this was going to go months and months and months, our mindset switched to, okay, how do we, what do we, what do you guys do now while you're here? One of the things that in, alludes to what you just said, one of the things that most have done is plug in with their uh, sending church mm-hmm. to be involved. I mean, to think about it, what a great benefit that is because they just get to reconnect on a very personal, intimate mm-hmm. level with them. The people get to reconnect with them. Yeah. But we're keeping them busy. It's like, hey, you don't need to take, like you said, su- a salary from that church. Right. You're f- you're fully supported. You've been mm-hmm. on the field. So you have income coming in, income to do ministry. No, you can't. You physically cannot minister to where you kind of put on your prayer card. Right. But it doesn't mean you stop ministering. You mm-hmm. still do. This is not vacation year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. just rest and re- relax. This is, hey, keep mm-hmm. busy. There's still people here to minister to. And so we have a lot that have plugged in with their sending church. And what a benefit it has been. Mm-hmm. The other thing kind of just kind of off of that is to plug in with a supporting church. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes there's, you know, supporting churches are str- maybe smaller, may not have the resources or, as far as, staff or personnel so they could sure use any hand sure. that comes in mm-hmm. and so when you have a missionary that's supported and they come and say hey we have this time we're stuck we want to help you and it may be we help you for three weeks we'll help them whatever we can or and then they go to the nether supporting church i have one family that is doing that they're kind of like free agents mm. it's like hey let's just go and help whoever needs help so hey, we can help for a while here and we can do do whatever you need to be done as far as physical labor, ministerial Mm -hmm. labor, whatever you need. And then we'll help you for three weeks and then we'll go to another church Mm -hmm. and help them for three weeks. And what a blessing that is to be able to 
connect with these supporting churches and be busy doing the work of the ministry. Yeah. Uh, as you were speaking about that, I was thinking about uh, some of the previous pro- podcasts we've had and um, where we focused on how important it is to build relationships mm, with your yeah. sending church, the people in your sending church, with your supporting churches. And you can see, obviously, that these missionaries that are are back either at their sending church or especially at a supporting church, even that you know maybe three or four weeks here and there, they're they're building long-term lifelong relationships that i think again it's going to benefit in the long term the the work and the ministry of missions around the world and um you know you and i both are actually involved right now in helping a church in in the tennessee area that happens to be without a pastor and uh, they've told me several times they've probably shared this with you as well that they had a missionary who came in they were in a building project and you know just said hey i'll come help you I think it was like three or four weeks and just mm-hmm. set up shop there. And uh, they still talk about that missionary and how he helped and how thankful they were. Um, there was another young man that I know very, very well who spent some time there and helped them as a college student who's future is missions and he's looking to go into missions and they talk often about him and uh, how they can't wait for him to come back and be a missionary that they support he actually visited the church with me recently and they've told him hey we're ready for you to come back we want to support you because they've built that relationship and it really just kind of reinforces what we've spoken about before i think a third thing is we've talked about how are spoken about how our uh the missionaries are, are with their sending churches and with their supporting churches, but and then also those churches that are just maybe getting started. And this is where, as a missions board, uh, obviously it goes back to the local church, but we, we have this ability to be able to network one with another as different directors. And one of the keys is to be able to have a, a man like Bob Larson, our, our USA director, and say, hey, Brother Bob, what churches, I've got a missionary stuck in this state or in this state, in this state, where could one of our missionaries who can't get back to the field go and help a starting church? And what an awesome uh, opportunity and and blessing. Think about this. You're going to be involved in a church start before you even get to the field and have to do it yourself. Exactly. And, and, and feet on the ground, you couldn't get more practical training. And what a blessing to that church planter who is in his place of calling because he's not restricted by the covid uh, you know, because he can't move because of COVID, he's there, and uh, how that, um, how that's going to be a just again a team effort and uh, working together. You know, one of the things we focus on is partnering churches and missionaries, and you can just see how I, I believe there's a reason why the Lord put a focus on sending people out two by two, and Paul uses the term striving together, and um, this has been a time I think where hopefully we've learned and are learning it's time to put aside some of the the stuff that may be kept as a part and we can work together and and i you know i'm not just a i am a glasses half full kind of guy that's just me you know i never see the glass half empty but i truly believe that the lord is going to bring us out of this much stronger now, I, let me put a little caveat on that 
if he tarries in his coming, because I truly believe he's coming very, very, very soon. Uh, but if he tarries, and these are just exciting days. I think we are living through some of the most exciting days, uh, and it's such a a great time to be a Christian. And, you know, there's just so much opportunity for, for ministry. Yes, you can look at the, the negative where the borders are closed. Uh, you know, I know personally I'm frustrated uh, often. I can't get to uh, the far north. I can't get across the border and get into Canada. I could probably go to Alaska if I was willing to do lots and lots of quarantine there and back here. Uh, there's no way I can get into Greenland. That's that's this lockdown. Same thing with you, Southeast Asia. If you focus on just where I can't get, yeah, you're going to get discouraged. Mm-hmm. But if you can say, you know what, the Lord has done this. He's in control. He's not surprised by this. Um, so what does he want me to do in this? And um, my wife and I have spoken about this often. You know, one of the things that I do here is not just far north director, but media director. And there have been a ton of media, uh, you know, videos that have been produced, other media type things we just came out of. And we're going to talk about in, in a, in a, in a com- uh, podcast coming up, our candidate school. And that was all done virtually. And that was definitely a team effort that put that together. But I'm going to tell you what, had I been doing what I would do in the far north, I could not have been involved in putting together a virtual mm-hmm. candidate school. So the Lord is really providing. If we will look for opportunities to work in the harvest field, it's not going to take long for the Lord of the harvest to show us what we're supposed to be doing. And that's definitely one of the things I think has been exciting for me to watch with and work with my missionary families that are here is that they have that heart. Mm-hmm. They don't want to right. just sit around. They they could somewhat, you know, get away with it in a, yeah. in, a, in a sense, but mm-hmm. they don't want to. They want to work. They want mm-hmm. to be involved in people's lives. They want to be preaching. They want to be communicating God's truth in some form or fashion. And and that, to me, has been really encouraging. You know, one of my families uh, has moved out to the uh, Pacific Northwest, to Montana, and is plugged in with a church planner mm-hmm. out there and a ministry out there to to get involved in a camp ministry that's there and to help with that church and in, in just any number of ways. And to me, that's exciting because they could technically have just stayed at home, mm. just said that they're helping their their home church by just being there, by their mere presence. And <laughs> But they they have a desire. So they're like, hey, well, let's move to the, nor- the Pacific Northwest f- mm-hmm. and get involved. And mm-hmm. that's the exciting thing. That's one of the things that I think is just it has— excited me is to see that heart for mm-hmm. just hey it's it you st- said it in the beginning it's not the geography right it's not the geography and we do falsely think of missions just as geography or countries or mm-hmm. or cities but it is people there mm-hmm. and i must have said if i had a dollar for every time i said it to my missionaries during this time it's like there are people everywhere to minister to. You mm-hmm. don't need to be overseas to minister mm-hmm. to people. You can minister if you're at home. You can minister sure. in another community around the area. Mm-hmm. And and they know that. Thankfully, they right. have that heart. It's yeah. not like you have to convince them of mm-hmm. it. And and that's been exciting because there are, there are people, wonderful people, who have a heart to serve the Lord, represent Him, and do whatever they can. Mm-hmm. Well, that, let's switch it over now to talk about the churches. Mm. And how, can a, how should a church... Um, how should, what do they consider this of these missionaries who are stuck here? And yeah. I raise that because 
I think our conversation about this started because I had received a phone call from a pastor going, hey, what's this guy doing? When's he going to go to the field? Mm-hmm. And and I remember talking with you and, and saying to you, hey, I think this actually would be a good topic for a podcast yeah. because there just was somewhat mm-hmm. this, um, and I use the word, and I really do mean it in the right way, in, in, in ignorance about what missionaries are doing now. Mm-hmm. They, they just recognize missionary X that they support for country Y is not in country Y, mm-hmm. so what's going on? Yeah. And and I think pastors need to obviously uh, have some patience. Mm-hmm. People literally are stuck. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they are okay. stuck. Nothing they can do to get to the field. Um, you mentioned um, just the, how my region is closed up. I have 35 countries that I oversee and, and, and take notice of. 34 of those 35 countries are closed. <laughs> Closed meaning totally restricted. Foreigners cannot come in or requiring a two-week quarantine at your own expense. You cannot mm-hmm. leave, uh, so on and so forth. And and so it's just you can't do anything. And so there's just that kind of education. Missionaries don't want to be here. They're not lounging around. They're stuck. And so pastors just and churches have to just have that understanding and, and awareness of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know what? Most of the pastors are patient, but they do want to know. They do want to know, hey, I'm investing every month. Where's my investment yeah, going? And that's absolutely. legitimate. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would um, hope that as pastors learn about and they're reading the prayer letters of the missionaries that are mentioning, you know, I'm stuck right now. I can't get to the country that I'm, I'm trying to. And by the way, I've not spoken to a single missionary who says, oh, boy, I'm glad I'm stuck because I was hoping I couldn't get back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I was hoping I couldn't get there just then. Yeah. I wasn't really looking forward yeah. to it. You know, uh, all of them are like, you know, if the border opens tomorrow, I'm going tomorrow. But they are stuck. And um, as missionaries are sending out those prayer letters, communicating, this is a really important time for missionaries to be um, not just sending a prayer letter, but Maybe you text a pastor, and maybe the, your form of communication with them is you pick up the phone and call them. However, you've made that connection with the pastor, and, and you know everybody does that differently these days. But but just let them know what's going on and where you're at. And I think it's really important uh, to let them know the goal is still to get to the country that we've been called to. But in the meantime, here's what we're doing, and here's where your investment dollars are going, and. I think it, when if we're investing in missions because we want the gospel to go forth and we want God's kingdom to be built, we rejoice that missionaries, okay, they can't get to country A where they're called. I don't, I don't rejoice in that, but I do rejoice that I can still be a part in investing in what God's doing right here, right now, uh, for such a time as this, I guess, and to be involved with uh, helping other churches because— I think most of us, most pastors realized already, but I think this time has really reinforced in our minds, um, in the minds of pastors, boy, we need more solid churches in the United States, more solid ministries. And if missionaries who can't get to the place that they've been called can help do that and then go, I think every bit of ministry, every aspect of ministry is stronger for it in the future. You've commented many times on the the development strength of churches post-COVID, like through COVID and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One act, truly thing that is happening, and, and I hear reports of this, are 
these churches on the foreign field where the missionary can't get to because let's just say missionary thought he was a missionary was going to be thought he was going to be gone for nine months, 10 months back in the States for furlough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that 10 months is now extended way beyond that. And so now you have this national church and whomever may have been leading it. He's now thrust into a bit longer. People have to step up. The the church still is existing. They're still Mm -hmm. meeting. They're still doing things. And so it has, it has actually probably created a fast growth mm-hmm. uh, development of that church. People are stepping up because they can't rely on the missionary. Mm-hmm. So I do think when missionaries come back, there's going to be an adjustment. because. Yes. And, but that's a good thing because it now is. you have churches yeah. that have accelerated their growth. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they learn not to depend on the missionary. And... And obviously, I think there's got to be some, hey, did they learn bad habits or good habits and stuff? But there there are things that are going to happen in the life of those folks in their own Mm -hmm. heart as a body of believers in whatever country they're in that it's been good for them Mm -hmm. because they have had to truly call out unto the Lord. They've had to rally together. And we can't just rally around the missionary. We have to rally around the Lord and Mm -hmm. his word and let's make it through. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing for the yeah. development health of those national churches on the field. Because, boy, none of them probably thought when they said yeah. goodbye to that missionary and he thought, mm-hmm. hey, I'm coming back in April of mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. and now it's bled into December 2020, sure. and he's still not yeah. on the field. Well, they've mm-hmm. had to make do for these last eight months since that yeah. time, and mm-hmm. they're, they're doing it. They're mm-hmm. still going. All the churches that my missionaries have, in a sense, left while they've been here in the States— None of those churches have closed. That means they're still people are still meeting, mm-hmm. people are still gathering, and and no, they may not have great services every week, but even they're just learning praying, mm-hmm. praying together, and and drawing closer to God as a congregation, mm-hmm. and and that's that's good for the church. That's good for the life of the church. Yeah, Amen. As you speak about that, I I think that. Again, long-term, it will accelerate that church becoming an autonomous church. And that is the goal of missions, right? To plant indigenous autonomous churches. And so that is a help. And then think of just the goodness and the grace of God in that during this time where we're locked down and missionaries are separated from their churches that they've planted, he's given us the technology that we have uh, to be able to reach back and still, you know, even in, even in countries where you have uh, some third world situations, they're still able to use some form of electronic medium to get back and talk with those people, even get on a video call with them and uh, use some of the apps that are available. And uh, in, in, it, it seems like almost that varies country by country, mm-hmm. but still we have that access. And that's just the grace of God allowing us that ability to uh, have that during this time so that they can still participate in the formation and the training of those nationals. Uh, but I think, again, the nationals come out stronger for it as well. And so, you know, it is a difficult time. It's a challenging time. Uh, it's unprecedented times, at least in modern missions. Uh, and we could focus on all the negative aspects. Yes, there are negative aspects. There's no doubt about it. But I really believe, uh, you know, as, as I pastored for years, um, I would tell people often, I am I firmly believe that much of the Christian walk and success or failure in it is where we put our focus. And if you focus on the negatives, 
yeah, it's going to go bad. But if you can keep your eyes on the Lord, looking unto Jesus, uh, the author and finisher of our faith, and then just look and say, hey, he's in charge. And he knows. He's not surprised. He still wants to build his church. He still wants souls to be saved. And he gives us the privilege to be involved in that. And this time, I think some of the most exciting times to be alive again, that is the grace of God in our lives. And and I'm thankful for it. There is so much more that we probably could have covered on this. And it is good to be back with you in the recording room or whatever this thing is that we call it. It's it's a, it's a, a small room, but it's a room. Recording studio. Yeah, studio. just sounds so much it Sounds better. so much more professional. It, does. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily always make us professional, but um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's a nice facility. We appreciate it. And um, there's a lot more we could have spoken about. We hope that this is a, a time that has been a help to you. We truly do hope it's an encouragement to you that you can think about some of these things and understand God's still at work. God still wants souls to be saved. God is still involved in missions. Uh, our next podcast coming up is going to talk about candidate school and what God is doing, and he's still calling people to missions. And uh, hopefully that's a help and encouragement to you. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us this uh, this podcast. We count it a privilege to meet with you. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us. All the information to contact us is in the show notes. We look forward to the next time we're together, but until that time, have a great week in the Lord.